2: Gonna get going. Let's go. Back to more Dukes and Bell. Are
3: you ready? Presented by Finley Roofing on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
4: It is Dukes and Bell. Appreciate the feedback on the text line, and you can always follow us. Uh, I am at uh, Mike Bell ATL, and you can follow us. Saying, and by the way, if you're I meant to bring this up earlier when I introduced you. A man who needs no introduction. Don't forget Atlanta eats which has become hugely successful and, and steak doing his thing. He is a, at Steak Shapiro on social media as well. We, we don't say the X, we just call it Twitter.
5: Yeah, we got a new uh, food review up on Instagram. So that seems to be, you know, like the sports thing. People are like, uh it's eat. Does he really talk sports? Because that all I really hear. <laughs> Last I checked, he was eating a cheesesteak. So we have a new burger review saw up that. on Instagram. Very, I,
4: I'll talk about it, because I think yeah. some of those calls were right on point. Speaking of food, here's a guy that could do the same thing. If he wanted to, Ross Tucker joins us right now on the waitfor.com hotline. He's on the call for Falcons Bears. Merry Christmas, Ross. Just saw you up there for uh, Army-Navy. And how you been?
0: Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you guys and everybody in Atlanta. It was great to meet you in person, Mike, and... I'm doing great, man. I'm, I just landed in Chicago. I'm in a car on the way to the city and fired up. Fired up for a bunch of things. I mean, first of all, Chicago is like an elite food city. So I already got my reservation tonight with a couple of my Princeton teammates who live here and then tomorrow night with the, the CBS crew. And then obviously, really looking forward to the game, man. I, um, You know, I've been there. I, I've been in these late season games where, there's a lot on the line and and even if you know for Chicago you know maybe the playoffs are kind of uh, highly unlikely there's a lot on the line for their head coach Matt Eberflus and their quarterback Justin Fields i mean there's a lot of people playing for jobs these last two games
5: storylines abound obviously um we think we got a lot in Atlanta trying to figure out how we didn't Yet in the playoff mix, I got a 15% chance to make the playoffs or less. But in Chicago, I think the most fascinating, especially because he's a local kid in Justin Fields, you got the top pick. There's some franchise s legendary kids coming out of college. What continues to be the buzz about the commitment to Justin Fields and the
0: Chicago Bears? Well, what's so interesting about it is it it really feels like the city is split fifty fifty, yeah, mm-hmm. in how they feel about it, and it's it's not an easy question to answer, right? Because there's so many ancillary factors that go into it, such as if they stuck with Fields and trade the number one overall pick again for the second year in a row, what could they get in return for it? Because that's part of the equation. If they elected to t- decided they wanted to get a new quarterback with that number one overall pick and traded Justin Fields. What could they get for him? Now fields is under contract uh, next year, and then they can pick up his fifth year option if they want to this offseason. So they could have him under contract for two more years, but you know, if he really excels next year, they're going to have to give him at one of those huge big time contracts. Whereas a rookie quarterback would be on a rookie deal for a bunch of years. So, there's a lot of different factors goes into it. I think maybe complicating things is there's a lot of speculation about Matt Eberflus, the head coach, and his status, along with the offensive coordinator, Luke Getze. So I think there's some school thought, well, you know, Fields has the, has the tools. We just need a different offense, just need a different uh, offensive coordinator, and then he can make the most out of Fields. So there's. Yeah. I mean, I know you guys have some questions yeah. down there in Atlanta. I think they might have you beat. <laughs> in terms of questions and variables and
5: massive, all kinds of
0: things. Massive decision right. for the Bears.
4: And that's the thing, Ross. And by the way, Ross Tucker, is the uh, he's our insider, guys, our Odyssey NFL insider. Carl's presented by Health Markets. Shop for health insurance your way. That's the thing, Ross, because a lot of guys, you know, Carl and I, Carl especially, was banging the drum back at the draft we took Kyle Pitts. This is the guy, local kid, going to put fannies in the seats, and then you look at it and you say, "There's like Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. This guy's had a bunch of nitwits calling the plays. No disrespect to Matt Nagy, he's back getting coffee for Andy Reid. You got a guy Luke Getz, he's never been a, an OC at the NFL level before, and this is the guy you got to fix. Or, I mean, and how much fixing does he need? How much tweaks does he need?
0: You know what's interesting, by the way. Just as you say that, um, it would be pretty interesting to see what Arthur Smith, you know, could have done with Fields the last three years." Just because, you know, Arthur Smith loves to run the ball so much. And Ritter is sort of a, uh, a poor man's Justin Fields, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not as strong of an arm, but pretty decent arm. Not as athletic as Fields, but pretty good athlete. Hey, the, the,
5: the, best plays, the best plays we've run the entire season are Desmond Ritter inside the 10, inside the 20, running the ball. I mean, those literally were the only guaranteed touchdown makers is Desmond Ritter's legs inside the 10-yard line.
0: Yeah, you know what I think is interesting about Ritter is that, you know, it's not like the Falcons even traded up to get him. You know, they took him him in the third round. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, they didn't trade up to get him. They're not paying him a ton of money. I think they thought they saw enough promise last year to give him this year. And, again, he did some positive things, you know. One of those things. If you could just not have that one or no, two but bonehead play yeah, we, we said it enough. Every I mean, game. I mean, you guys.
5: It's just you guys not, have double-digit wins right now. You, everything in life, I tell my three kids, has repercussions. And for De- Desmond Ritter, unfortunately, you've lost the right to be our quarterback. You lost the right. You 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 literally have no respect for the football. And Mike and I have seen a lot of quarterbacks. Desmond Ritter was the worst at it. So I ask you the question. Nobody's been worse on the road, really, than the Falcons for three years under Arthur
0: Smith. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes, without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
5: It's not a game where you normally win. Is there a scenario as you watch tape and say the Falcons team from last week has a chance to win in Chicago?
0: Yeah, honestly, I think it's a field goal game either way. I think, the point spread right now, it's interesting, has the Bears favored by three as the home team, and it's going to be cold. So, you know, that tells you that they think these are two pretty evenly matched teams. You know, the Bears are four and two in their last six. And if you remember the two losses, guys, they were up by double digits against the Lions in Detroit. Right. Whatever that was, five or six weeks ago. And then they were up by double digits in Cleveland until Flacco had that miraculous comeback. So the Bears could so easily have won six in a row and been in the playoff race, although you obviously in Atlanta know a thing or two about losing a bunch of close games this year, which is why I always say to people, you ever notice how people call in and say that they never mention, like, the close wins they had? You know what I mean? They never mention, well, that one could have gone the other way. Uh, I think it's going to be an awesome game. The teams remind me a lot of each other. I mean, they're both playing really good defense right now. They both really want to run the rock. They both ran for over 200 yards last week. They both want to be running teams that throw play action off of it and play good defense, and that's kind of what they are. I mean, the Bears are number one in the NFL against the run, stopping the run. They're number two rushing team in the NFL, and they're 6-9. and So maybe that's not as important as we used to think it is, you know? I mean, I can't remember back in the day when when we were all younger, the number two-ranked rushing team, number one stop in the run was six and nine. It's a different league now. Passing means a lot. Red zone means a lot. The Bears have the worst red zone defense in terms of allowing touchdowns in the NFL.
4: And red zone's been our kryptonite. I mean, it's funny, Ross, you make up a great point. You know, those games we're talking about, ones we blew, like the Vikings game, we let Dobbs run away, and same with Kyler Murray. We beat the Bucks, 16-13. Ritter turned it over. We had three fumbles in the red zone. Yeah,
5: we, we have exactly the record <laughs> so, we deserve. Safety, bo- we had a late drive against the Packers. We could have lost that game. We had a pick six that didn't go back. We, we landed on, on the exact record we deserve. It's the
4: Parcells Maxim, yeah, really. Totally you know The you. You record says you are what you are. It's our man, our Odyssey NFL insider, Ross Tucker. Uh, real quick, because you're in Philly, the, the Eagles look really sloppy against the Giants. I mean, I, it's like, who's going to win the NFC now? Because the, the 49ers just got smacked around by the Ravens Dallas gets beat by the Dolphins and the Eagles make it you know you know it looked ugly I I saw those Eagles fans were just apoplectic against the Giants
0: well so first of all the Niners are still the best team in my mind I mean you look at almost every metric every statistic the Ravens had a great game plan they picked off five balls several of them were tipped I, I, I still think the Niners are the best team in the NFC kudos to the Ravens for a great performance that said, I actually, I'm a little more optimistic than a lot of the Eagles fans are. I mean, I called that game on the radio. It was on Christmas. I got in the elevator after the game, and there's Eagles fans getting on their worst 11 and 4 team I've ever seen. Like, can you imagine you guys in Atlanta? How much would you, how much, I mean, there's people in Atlanta that would cut off part of their pinky right now to be the worst 11 and 4 team that they've ever seen. You know, the thing that I think people are discounting about that game, I mean, the Eagles had almost 500 yards of offense, and all their main guys, you know, Hurt, DeAndre Swift, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Goddard. They all had pretty good games. And then defensively, they gave up less than 300 yards. I mean, really, it was the bomb from Tyrod Taylor to Slayton that got them back in it again. Other than that, they would have had barely over 200 yards. There were a couple of fluke plays. Goddard falls on an out route, and they return it for a pick six. Austin Scott runs into his own guy on the kickoff return. That leads to a touchdown. I'm feeling a lot better. If I think if you're an Eagles fan, you got to be feeling a lot better about their Super Bowl chances because they got a great spot to maybe get the number two seed, which would be big. And then also, you know, they finally got the offense going again and felt like they were moving the ball the way they're supposed to be moving it. And the Niners looked beatable. That doesn't mean the Eagles can do it or that the Eagles will do it, but at least the Niners didn't look like this unstoppable machine. It looked like. You know they could be had, and that that game
4: was in San Francisco too. Right, Ross. Man, we are, we're short on time. We always appreciate uh, your time. Have fun in Chicago, buddy. So, real quick, what other restaurants you're going to? Yeah, in where are you going
5: tonight, and what are your, what's your
0: lineup? Yeah, tonight is Lux Bar. Uh, tonight, tomorrow night's Gibson Steakhouse. Oh, the classic. Our director, Love our Gibson. director is from Chicago, so he was debating between those two for Friday night. Hmm. So I stole the other. I stole the other one for tonight with my uh, with my Princeton boys.
4: Nice. I was going to say uh, pump room was a spot for us. I mean, you can't go wrong, with you yeah.
0: Gibson's, great
4: lineup. Hey, man, have a great New Year's, Ross. Thanks for the time. Sounds great. Great talking to you guys. You got it, man. That's our Odyssey NFL insider, Ross Tucker. The insider calls presented by Health Markets. Shop for health insurance your way. Steak is here. We got funny stories from back in the day, and we'll share more of those throughout the afternoon. Carl is off today. We got stakey, and we got plenty more to dive into. Day-Day is pressing the buttons, doing a great job. We're going to hit the NFL Blitz. Continue to talk about ex-girlfriends and stupid things I did. Also, Steaky, we got to talk burgers because uh, uh, I would say to some, a very controversial top ten list.
5: Uh, well, listen, that's what I'm here for, right? <laughs> We're in the opinion business, right? We're in the yeah. opinion business.
4: We'll get into it, man. It's a Dukes and Bell, On Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. This hour of the show brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Get all the details at mancavestore.com
3: bad boys this. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Andy and Randy. Middays, 11 till 2.
4: Oh my goodness! They just opened an In-N-Out burger in Idaho. Eight hour wait for the In-N-Out in Idaho. Did everybody in the state of Idaho come to get a burger? Yeah, everyone went. The line was Idaho long. <laughs> There's nothing else to do in Idaho. What else are you going to do? I've been to Idaho. It's actually pretty underrated. People think it sucks, but it's beautiful. I don't know if Roddy Jones ever been. He might have been to Idaho. <laughs> he might have
0: called the Boise State game in Idaho. I have been to Idaho twice. One of the most picturesque places.